All right, well, I just wanted to do a quick follow-up video about the, uh, the rally on Monday, the uh, gun rights rally that was, uh, you know, outside of the state capitol. I know I did an episode about it already leading up to it, so I just kind of wanted to share my experience uh, from having been there because there's been a lot of news reports from, I mean, really from all over the place. I mean, I'm going to be honest, beforehand, I was really nervous, if that wasn't totally obvious from my last video about it. Uh, and I mean, why wouldn't you be? You know, every every couple hours, there was another statement about how, you know, it's about to be this crazy thing, Charlottesville 2.0, you know, white nationalist event, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you'd be, in my opinion, you'd be kind of foolish not to be a little bit nervous. Uh, of course, I did not express any of those feelings of being nervous to my mom because I didn't want her to worry. Uh, sorry, mom. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, and I, I even talked about at the end of my last video, all these guys posting some kind of extreme stuff like, you know, oh, well... You know, we're going to storm the Capitol building. Heavy breachers needed. Here's this cordless angle grinder. It's used to remove fences. I mean, obviously, seeing that sort of thing uh, builds a little tension for uh, for normal people uh, like myself or like most of the people that I've seen on, uh, well, on Facebook and, you know, other forms of social media commenting about the event. Uh so, you know, I was I was fully fully prepared for the worst when I showed up, to say the very least, fully prepared for the worst. Uh that being said, I got there, I look around, you know, I have I have actually a lot of footage for you guys. Uh I'm gonna be putting that into a Google Drive folder for anybody who cares to see it. It's it's probably two to three hours worth of recording of being at the event so you can kind of see what was going on because uh, I want you to be able to see it for yourself you know I don't expect you to just take my word for everything uh, but I sure do have a lot of opinions about uh, some of the stuff that I've been hearing after the fact but I'll get into that in a little bit so you know when I show up I look around within the first 15 minutes I felt like a complete moron I'm gonna be honest within 15 minutes I felt like an idiot for even being worried about it at all. Because I looked around and I'm going to be honest, like those people were about as exciting to watch as a herd of cows. You know, it just, there wasn't a lot of things going on. There was no high tension there. Like, I mean, yes, obviously because of all the, uh, the stuff circulating around, I'm sure people were very aware of their surroundings and things like that. But the funny thing was, when I talked to reasonable people just there to rally and exercise their rights, talking to those people, they were very much, uh, they were very much against the idea of anybody doing some stupid shit like storming the Capitol, which I thought was pretty great because I mean sometimes 
you know how mob mentality goes. You got a small group, three or four guys do something stupid. And then you've got enough people right next to them that are like, well, I, 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 I guess we're doing it. The thing that you got to remember is the reason why these gun laws are so important to these people is because they are law-abiding citizens. They're not there to do dumb shit. Just, you know, but anyway. So if you watch the video, the extended video that I'm going to put up for you guys, you're going to notice uh, a couple things. There are tons of minority people there. No, not an isolated group. I mean a whole, whole lot. There are a lot of black people there, a lot of Hispanic people there, a lot of gay people there even. A few Asians, not a lot, but, you know, they were there also. And uh, you'll also notice in the video that most of the vendors that were in the, uh, the more populated areas... All people from the local black community. Now, not to say that they're there in support of the event. They're there to make some money, (laughs) you know. Uh, But just to point out that it would be pretty... I think it's pretty silly. The number of people calling this a white nationalist event. Honestly, if you weren't there, you should probably shut the fuck up because you don't know what you're talking about. I mean, I'm telling you, because I was there, I'm looking around, no, there was no racial tension, and no, it was not a white national event, and no, it wasn't a small, isolated group of a few black guys people keep taking pictures of, no, they were everywhere, which is why I'm putting up the extended video for you guys, I'd put it on this one, but it's not going to let me upload a video that's freaking three hours long, so... Like I said, the video is available to anybody who wants it. Uh, Just message me your email, I guess, and I'll share the drive folder with you if you care to see those. Uh, But no, yeah, if you weren't at the event, you got to shut up about this white nationalist thing because that's, it's simply not true. In fact, you know, and I've even brought this up, you know, I, I, you know, I'm an idiot. I get drawn into the Facebook comments. So people who keep saying it's a white nationalist event, it's a white nationalist event, I just share them tons of the photos that I took, definitely not of white nationalists, to say the very least. And, uh, yeah, and their response is, well, well, just because you found a couple dozen minorities to show me pictures of, and it's like, okay, well, there was more than that. I've got readily available pictures of a couple dozen, but please keep going. Their presence doesn't prove that it's not some white nationalist event. Okay, you know what? Honestly, you're right. The whole I have a black friend, that's a pretty stupid argument. So, I actually agree. But those same people who say, well, I have a black friend, you know, that's an invalid argument, which I agree with. Those same people circulate the photo of one single guy who was wearing the RWDS, the right-wing death squad Proud Boys patch. I'm sure you've heard of the Proud Boys there. I didn't think they were strictly a white nationalist group, but a lot of people perceived them that way. And then the guy who founded it, what was his name, Milo Iannopoulos, even stepped away from the group because he he started it as a joke and then it got too extreme. 
So uh, sure, they maybe they are a racist white nationalist group, but those same people that say that I have a black friend argument doesn't apply to the event not being a white nationalist event, can only provide one photo of one guy, one single guy that had this. There were no Nazi flags. I think there was a QAnon flag. I think you can see it for like a second in one of my videos. But QAnon isn't, that's just like Antifa, but not. I I can't even explain it. Uh, But then, yeah, so this one guy being there makes it a white nationalist event. But the few hundred black people that were there, both to show their support and make some money, don't prove that it's not. Because honestly, the way I see it, uh, that one guy being there doesn't prove anything any more than, you know, a few hundred black people being there proving anything. So, you know, sorry, I'm just saying if if those are the rules we're playing by, which I agree with, uh, well, then let's not change the rules just because you're losing uh, that anyway I, i'm not gonna keep going into that because otherwise you know i get myself worked up i look like a dick sorry uh now also worth pointing out that like the media hype around the whole day was pretty disgusting as a person who was standing there literally the whole time uh it was disgusting to see like the news reports as they're coming out because i'm watching these reporters walk around the event and uh, the whole time, the reporters, every time they report, tensions are high, something could happen at any moment. You know, the, the, the police are on high alert in case of an event. The police officers were fucking sick of listening to the reporters by the end of the day, which was hilarious. I, I was talking to this cop for, geez, probably an hour. Uh, and I, I hope nobody sees that on video. I don't want him to get in trouble. Uh, anyway, so every time the reporters came up and asked if they could uh, cut through the fence to get back to their their car, the cops were not having a second of it. Just, yeah, you guys can walk all the way around. You got to go two blocks down. You got to go a block over, and then you got to walk five blocks back up. <laughs> yeah, the cops not on high alert, and they weren't really feeling like doing those media personalities any favor for being fucking buzzards like they always are. So, that felt pretty good to see. And they were super friendly with me, which is, it, it's kind of nice to uh, to be, you know, wearing your, your press jacket and feel like they're taking you more seriously than NBC. Uh, I'm going to be honest, it, it made me feel pretty good. It made me feel nice and privileged, you know, something I'm pretty used to, obviously. Hey. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know... Like I said, it it was kind of disgusting listening to the press, but there was another thing that really, really bothered me also, and it actually bothered me about the uh, the right side. There, w- the right side. Well, I mean to say the the right politically uh, has to do with uh, I I hate to say extremist, but you know these these gun groups. You know, I'm, my podcast is subscribed to a lot of far left groups and a lot of far right groups. Uh, and seeing some of these isolated far right groups, uh, I- I'm not going to bother. If you, if you watch the previous video before the event, you'll know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to give him the free press to say his name again. Uh, but this guy before the event, right? 
is uh you know put he puts up the link to the cordless angle grinder and says you know in case you need to remove any fences from your yard and then you know he's putting up his video getting people ready for the event and putting flashing in the background heavy breachers needed and it's videos of these guys cutting down fences with their angle grinder so he's putting this up he's the one advancing extremist rhetoric on his page which has a quarter million followers by the way and then after the event this guy has the fucking balls to sit there and be like see nobody got shot you fucking asshole, you're walking around all day in full body armor with an AR-15 and two pistols, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, see, we didn't shoot anybody. Yeah, dude, it must have been real hard because you kind of seemed fucking excited for it before we all got there. So, you know, if you're listening right now, uh, and I know he does occasionally listen to my videos, go fuck yourself. And please, I, I, I hope you have something to say about it. We can talk about it. But I'm letting you know that that's where I'm starting. So I'd like for you to explain yourself a little bit. And I understand you take your rights really seriously and you don't want anyone infringing on them. And I 100% agree. 100%. Again, I'm a pro-Second Amendment guy. But if you're the one advancing extremist rhetoric, you're the one the media points at when they say this could get violent. And at the end of the day, you should sit fucking quietly while the normal people are the ones who say, like, yeah, see, nothing happened because that's usually how these events go. So, yeah. So for all of the normal people that say, see, look, nothing happened. Yeah, thank you. I agree. You should speak on that further. But if you, before the event, were spreading extremist rhetoric, which you were by suggesting you were going to pull out a full-on domestic terrorist attack on the state capitol, which is exactly what you were doing, if you did that beforehand, you contributed to the media hype about how this event could be dangerous. And you need to sit quietly while the other people, the rational people, make a rational argument for gun control. Or for not infringing on the Second Amendment. So that's all I have to say about that. I, I actually, you know, uh, I kind of hope you reach out to me because I would like to talk more because I think you're a really cool guy. And I kind of wanted to meet you at the event. Uh, and I was really, really upset to see you posting that kind of thing. I'm not going to go on any further about that. Uh, now, one group of people I did get to meet at the event, and this was actually, for me, probably the highlight of the event, I know I've said on the show before, I love talking to people that I disagree with. I could I could have a, a nice, pleasant conversation with someone that I completely disagree with for hours. For hours I could talk to him. It was Antifa. Yeah, that's right. The uh, the local Richmond chapter of, chapter of Antifa uh, was actually at the event, which a lot of conservative people before the event were saying that they were going to come and wear MAGA hats and attack people and cause violence, which is completely untrue and shows a total lack of understanding about what Antifa stands for. You see, these people, uh, primarily, for the most part, they're, they're a Marxist group, like as in Karl Marx. And if you don't know anything about Karl Marx, I really don't blame you, because I didn't know much about Karl Marx before taking the time to talk to them, because they were there, and I just said hello, and so I asked the guy, I was like, you know, it's kind of 
kind of crazy. You know, you're standing at what's definitely going to be called a alt-right rally. Uh, so I didn't realize y'all were pro-gun. So they tell me, well, you know, uh, Marx was, he was big on actively arming the working class. Like, he believed that, you know, for the working class all needed to have guns to the point where even the government would have to provide them. Uh, Which, I, I mean, I guess if you live in a socialist republic, then, yeah, the government has to provide the guns. Uh, so, you know, there's that. Uh, but then talking to him a little bit further, the guy said something that I thought was, uh, well, I, I actually found it kind of provocative, uh, thought provoking, I should say, not in a bad way or a a weird way. Uh, (laughs) uh, he says, you know, in the lack of, you know, when you take the guns away from people and make their safety fully reliant on the government, the people who are going to be negatively affected by this the most are going to be minority groups. It's going to be gay people, immigrants, black people. Those groups are going to, are the most disenfranchised already. The last thing you want to do is make the government in charge of their safety. Um, I, I, found that to be a strangely compelling argument and everything was completely fine. I don't know if y'all have seen the follow-up uh reporting from the event, but no one got arrested. There was no violence. I to my understanding, nobody even got a bloody nose. And uh at the end of the day, the everybody was cleaning up after themselves. Like the people there to rally cleaned up whatever trash they could find before they left. You know, kind of a heartwarming story, in my opinion, honestly. Uh, Really respectful. But it just, it really does just go to show you, internet tough guys only exist on the internet. They always stay at home, because I've never met them in person. So these people talking about storming the Capitol and blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess, I guess they just couldn't get out of bed. They were too busy being a tough guy online. So there's that. Uh, but talking to the Antifa guy, did uh, it made me kind of look into it further because he told me that gun control is actually racist, uh, you know, which makes sense based off of the explanation that he gave me. But if you look into the history of gun control in America, yeah, it's like super duper racist, <laughs> like throughout history. Um, like right after that, like that post-slavery era, uh, right after the Civil War, there were laws specifically referring to um, Native Americans and black people. Obviously not in uh, not in such currently politically correct terms. Uh, but yeah, talking about these groups, limiting their ability to own a firearm or, you know, the means of self-defense. Like these people, they wrote laws specifically talking about these people, despite the fact that the Constitution, uh, the 14th Amendment, says that you can't write laws that refer to specifically to somebody's like ethnic background. Um, yeah, they ignored that. They passed the laws anyway. Uh, so, you know, there's that. Uh, fast forward to uh, California, circa 1962, 64, 
I have the article. Um, you know, if you're again, if you're watching this on Facebook, as always, from now on, any of the articles I talk about are going to be on Facebook video accompanying the video, so you can see the sources as I go. Uh, but yeah, so 1962, Ronald Reagan stopped open carry. Uh, like you know, they had very strict laws limiting open carry in California because the Black Panthers were patrolling black neighborhoods because the black panthers they did a lot of this kind of stuff they like they did like soup kitchens and you know like they helped black communities yes they were considered a militant organization but one of the things they did is that they policed black communities and uh ronald reagan put the uh yeah he put the brakes on that real fast uh so, you know, then there's that. They made these laws specifically because people were concerned about the Black Panthers open carrying. And then finally, we go around to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., the man who, on Monday, the one of the most well-known civil rights activists in modern history, uh, I mean, certainly he must be, uh, yes, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was denied a concealed carry permit in Alabama, even though he passed the requirements to have a concealed carry, the law in Alabama specifically said, it used the phrase, may issue. Not that they have to, but that they that they may. That they, they just might. And, uh, yeah, so Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did not get the concealed carry permit that he by modern day standards, would by all means be allowed to have. And there's so much more. I mean, in the in terms of the racist history of gun control, that was the two minute version because I'm already seven minutes longer than I really like these things to go. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to do a quick recap and just kind of point out. Um, yeah, if you weren't there, you you really just need to like sit down and listen to people who were there. I went there for you. I was like scared shitless before I went to be perfectly honest I went there for you uh so I mean I ask please you listen to what I say if my word's not good enough you can watch the videos and play spot the Nazi flag newsflash you're going to be watching two and a half hours of video because you're not going to find one uh you will find bible thumpers and like old school conservatives but uh not Nazis sorry uh that also being said if you were in the Facebook comment section writing about how you're going to storm the Capitol, if you were making Facebook videos saying heavy breachers needed, uh, you also, you can sit in the opposite corner from our friends that are buying the CNN narrative. You sit in the opposite corner, and both of you guys think about what you've done, and then maybe after it's all over, we we can all chat. You know, maybe we'll we'll have some chocolate, chalky milk or something, you know. Uh <laughs> Or, you know, sit on the couch and hold hands. <laughs> Alright, well, anyway. Uh, I guess that's all there is to it. Uh, again, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to go over to the Facebook page. Uh, I'm still going to put everything on the Spotify in case you're driving or, you know, listening while you're at work. Uh, but that said, these it's much better watching the video because you can actually see what sources I'm using. And all that. So, well, uh, I guess that's it. Also available on YouTube. This is Common Criminal Podcast. I am your host, Vince Polson, and thanks for listening.